wallets and it's just so easy to fix something like this and no one wants to fix it. There's so much money to be made off of stolen assets. That's probably why no one tries to fix it. Hey, Adam's here. What's up, man? Adam McBride. Dude, why fix something that creates so much drama on Twitter, right? Uh, you know, why make it easy to report lost in, uh, or stolen NFTs when stolen NFTs create, you know, really great Twitter threads, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I never I'm just a, joking, man. I never I'm wrote just, a Twitter thread. Too, Those are big hey, man, they are soon, facts, though. <laughs> too soon, bro. Too soon. Just kidding. Too soon. <laughs> I should have wrote a thread. I mean, look, dude, even I don't know what I downloaded like after um, after Kevin Rose got hacked or whatever. I downloaded that like fire app, which like, oh, fire. It'll like tell you like, you know, if if you're going to get stolen, like maybe it does. But I tell you, every time I use my MetaMask, it's more of a hassle than anything. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at with with like that fire plugin. You know, but it is ridiculous, like within MetaMask. And I, I'm sure it's a, maybe a little bit better now, but how this is not like done within MetaMask, um, at least the bad, the signing of like scam sites and stuff is, uh, it's still unbelievable to me. Like that we're, I mean, we're solid two years into the NFT boom and, and that MetaMask hasn't fixed their shit yet is, it's, it's unex, inexcusable in my view. Um, yeah, dude, it's I agree. so simple. It's so, I mean, just render buttons a different color. That's it. It's, it's such an easy fix that I can't believe none it's of even, these walls. I think it's even easier than that. Just don't like have a double verification. Like if you're going to list something, make sure you have a text, your phone or something like that, have the two FA and it's fixed. You never have to fix, you never have to worry about stuff getting stolen again. Yeah. If you have like a Ubi key or a, you know, the Google, uh, yeah, Google you know, Authenticator or whatever. I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, they might not want to do it because they want to stay in this like self custody system, which I, I totally, obviously, am, am part of that. But like, give the people the option to do it, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, wouldn't you want? Yeah, of course, I would you, do it. Of course, who wouldn't? Fuck yeah, I was going to say like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, literally, everybody would do it. So like, why oh yeah, would... or you could even set it to where it's like a transaction amount. You know, if it's over anything over point. Oh five, like have two FA, you know, it's some shit, dude. It wouldn't, you want to, you want to know the crazy one that I think, dude, there's just a, a lawsuit. If you have a lawyer friend who wants just like the juiciest lawsuit of all fucking time is the fucking Google ads that lead to scam. Dude, that's what, that's because that, that's what that got, got me, Adam. Lucas, it got a friend of yep. mine. I don't know if I told you. NFT God. It also got, yeah, NFT I mean, God. it got a friend of mine down yeah. here. Like when who's was visiting me, I'm helping him set up and uh, like he got it. The fucking uh, did I tell you this story? I can't remember if I told you. No, but you did not. he was down here. I was this, helping no. him set up his uh, ledger because he didn't. He's just you know whatever. And um, but the day before, he had tried to log into his like I don't know some some uh, exchange. It wasn't Coinbase. It was some other like decentralized exchange. Not even decentralized. Just like offshore exchange because he's not U.S. and and the day before and it told me like he had had trouble logging in. And then like we were, I, I just done his ledger and we had downloaded his shit from, I don't even know where it was Binance or whatever. He got his Bitcoin. And then he's like, yeah, now I need to sign into whatever the name of the exchange was like Trojanhorse.com or whatever it was. And, and I'm <laughs> like, well, log in. And he's like, and he go, and I shit you not. I'm watching him log in. 
He goes to Google and types in Trojan horse and then hits fucking enter. And, and no. then literally clicks the first link. <laughs> I didn't even have a second to even look at what he was doing. And I was like, bro, like, don't ever do that again. Like, I don't even know what you just did, but don't ever use Google to fucking search for your sites. Like, you have to go to either directly to the site or better, save it in your bookmarks. He was like, oh, well, whatever. This is the way I always do it. And I was like, no shit. And literally what had happened the night before when he was fucking doing this, uh, he had clicked the link or whatever. We went anyway. Basically, the way the scammers worked, and you know, I, mean, I know it's well known, but they basically trojan horse something onto his fucking computer and yes and, that's, and basically that's me, yes. when they when he went to log Fuck in yes. that time i don't know if they have a fucking computer built up to fucking like rapidly do it or whatever but they go in they put turn on two-factor authentication they change your password in like a tenth of a fucking second and so basically he had they're asking for two two-factor authentication he can't get into his account and in that you know I mean, within 15 minutes of the previous day, they'd cleaned out his entire account, you know? And, Dude, yeah. that, that same thing, <clears throat> that same thing happened to me. They dropped the Trojan on my computer, my, basically my MacBook Pro, like older MacBook Pro. Yep. It, it took, it went into my email. It deleted like almost all of my email all the way back to 2003. <laughs> like it, I've been talking like it selected all, deleted it. I'm like... I was like, where did all my email go from like, and I'm talking, dude, I had so many documents stored and I literally think, thank goodness I backed it up like maybe like six months earlier. So I, I only lost like, really, I only lost probably, no, nah, that's not so true. I probably lost a year and a half of email. Now, why did they, why do you and, think they uh, did that? What would be the, that's a really valid, valid question. I guess dude. to I wipe no their idea, trail but, maybe. Cause right. Cause maybe they used your email to like send out requests maybe or yeah, yeah yeah it's possible. it's possible that's a that's a solid I, I i've been trying to figure it out too because i looked at my sent messages there was nothing there i was thinking the same thing you did where i'm like they must have sent a whole bunch of like emails to people that's why i deleted everything and i'm like nope i think it's didn't. for recovery shit because like most most recovery shit is like via email you know for most yep. most that's website, right most log and stuff yeah. Yeah. So they really, they definitely went through all of the stuff. They got, like I said, they accessed Gmail, everything like that. And again, it's, you know, there were some, I, some stuff I had, lo I was logged into and some stuff I was not, thank goodness. But they definitely had access to everything. So luckily I had like 2FA on like Twitter and most of my accounts and they were not 2FA to my cell phone. It was mostly to uh, the Google authentication app. And there's no way you can hack that. What, so. One thing everybody listening should be aware of, if it like go on, if you, if you use Google as like your main like thing um, and Gmail, like go into Google and go into your settings and look to see if you have a phone number. Even if you've turned off like SMS and stuff, go in to see if you have a phone number associated with the account in any way and delete that phone number because I know people who literally had their SMS turned off and all that sort of shit had two factor authentication through the authenticator app turned on and the scammers were able to convince the fucking Google rep to resend the SMS like re login and had their ha accounts hacked that way. So like, li like yeah, literally so remove, delete your, the, your, the phone remove your cell phone. Yeah. Like literally right, remove, remove your cell phone. phone. Yeah. 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 That's smart. That's smart. I did the same thing when I did the authentication app thing. Like it was basically said, uh, do you want to keep your cell phone number too? And I'm like, yeah, definitely not. But you know, if you want verification, you have to have a cell phone number of some kind. 
Yeah, because there's sim swap attacks too that can happen with that. Yep. You know, where somebody yep. else, yeah, sim swap you, and now all of your two FAs Bro, get you. You want to you want to have a here a uh, bad uh, self rugging, and uh, you know this was my first. I don't know what it was like two or three years ago, and I don't have that many like two two FAs, but maybe not not an inconsequential amount, but enough to be super painful. I got a new phone, and oh. yeah. Got a new phone, and it's oh an my iPhone. God, I you hate do the that. Quick turnover, quick changeover, boom, boom, boom. No problem. Down. You don't even. You think don't about even, it. You, yeah, you don't you even think about it. Literally, don't even bam. think about it. And, and I didn't even think about it. I, I transferred it over. All my apps are downloading and stuff, and I just fucking reset the device because I was like giving that phone to my kid or whatever. I reset the device, full fucking ruggage because you open the authenticator app. They're all fucking gone, dude. It's like, no, if you're doing that, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, you can, I have the, the I the, did that same thing. I, I had the, the paper dude, backups oh. and all that sort of stuff. So I actually didn't like totally rug myself for, for most of them. But, um, sure. But yeah, keep your phone until you have time to like reset all those, the authenticators, man. Holy cow. That was a, yeah. Self rugging. By the way, such a critical thing to say, like I did the same thing. I, I upgraded my phone and I, I actually changed my phone number back in 2021 because um, I was getting so many spam phone calls. I was like, screw this. I'm just going to change my phone number. Anybody that wants it, you know, that I know, I'll just send it to them. Anybody that doesn't have it, they can always get me on social or somewhere. You know, I mean, there's no really way you can't get a hold of me. So I'm like, you know, screw it. I switched the phone number and then I realized, dude, my bank, my my Twitter account, my you name it, it had my backup number. And I was like, oh no, there's nothing I could do. Like even my iTunes account, I was like, I was like, reset the password. And it was like, you know, I didn't even need to reset the password. It was that it, it re-asked me for, hey, just to make sure it's safe, it's you. We just texted you on this number. And I'm like, oh no, it doesn't exist. Anymore. Bro, total <laughs> ruggage, man. Total <laughs> ruggage, dude. I tell you, actually, yeah, make a list. Make, That's what you need bro, to do. Make, make a, a list. list. Make a list of what you have. At, like, at, just go on your cell phone, look at the apps, and then write down. Okay, I have Google. I might have my phone number. I have this. I have that. Like everything. Like literally everything. Your your GoDaddy accounts, your bank accounts, your Twitter accounts, your Instagram accounts. Like every single thing. Write all all the accounts down, and then go through and make sure that number is updated before you switch phone numbers or switch phones, because you are going to be effed in the B big time if you don't do that. Oh my god. So. It's funny we're talking about this because literally yesterday I get a message actually from my wife forwards me a message from a friend of hers like, is Adam, is this Adam? Basically, and it was like, it was a fucking Instagram of like me DMing her and and like, I mean, we're friends, but I'm not going to be like, like the DM was like, hey, what's going on with you guys? How's the fam? What have you been up to? And that's when she got that's when she got fucking suspicious because she's like, Adam does not do this. Like, there's no way Adam's like, hey, what are the kids up to? Like, Adam is not asking these questions. And that's that's when she reached out to my wife. And yeah, it was total like Instagram. Somebody created a fake account. You know, looks the exact that happens that happens to me yeah. dude, so many times. Someone told someone DM'd me the other day, like literally three, four days ago. They're like, Hey, you're uh you DM'd me. Is is the do you have two accounts? I was like, no, I don't have two accounts. Like this is my own account. They're like, are you sure? Because like you're DMing me and asking me if I want to uh, click a link and go into like you know think about getting into crypto. I'm like, yeah, definitely not me. 
Like, why would I do that? Like, I haven't talked to you in like four years. So I'm just going to message you out of four years ago. <laughs> Yo, good morning. Good morning. Yo, Yo butter, Tim buttery, the buttery, amazing voice, Tim of Tim Cook, everybody. Welcome Seriously? on board. Good morning. Good morning. Lucas, I still have a friend request from your alter ego in my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no Dude, it's not right. me. Was he it's was he asking me. you to donate to his GoFundMe page yet or some shit? <laughs> I gotta go look at my DMs, but I'm like, this is clearly not Mr. Yeah, me. dude, I would never. First off, I'm verified on Instagram now, so like, there's you can't really get the check mark unless you're like you prove your identity and stuff, which I really like about um, you know Instagram. I think Twitter should do the same thing, right? Use like an ID to like you know at least they have you verified. You can't just buy it and then not be that person. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, I like the Instagram version. Like a full KYC? Is that like I, what Instagram I, I is doing now? Yeah, that's what they did to me. And they already had my information. Like I've, uh, you know, you verified through Facebook like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like or eight years ago. You know, it was something a long time ago where you had to verify to be on like Facebook. It was it was actually more like 10 years ago. Yeah, now that I keep forgetting it's 2023. Wow, time flies crazy man like tindy crazy bro so what's going on tim and uh you know have you uh sorry that sorry you got hacked bro <laughs> what you mean no i was just i was just saying that for a little you know a little drama for the space oh my god you got hacked adam got hacked last <laughs> night you won't believe it dude it's crazy i feel so bro, what happened, for adam. Bro? poor adam dude well not not i didn't what get happened? hacked what? right it's just a impersonator <laughs> impersonator uh impersonators that's all yeah not not necessarily do you hacking. think that'll do you think that'll solve the uh hacking situation not I, I wouldn't say hacking but um identity theft situation if they allow people or change it to where you have to put up your driver's license i think look i think to twitter and lucas you chime in here too but i think twitter yeah, i think sure. twitter um i'm almost of this mindset where you know, as a user, if I got to, t you know, tick a box or click a toggle for only kind of verified humans, uh, I know a lot of us would tick that toggle, right? Um, just because you don't want to see this spam stuff. You don't want to see, and by spam, I mean robots, right? We, we really don't want to interface with robots. Um, and I think sort of a verification, and, and maybe it's money, you know, maybe it is 11 bucks a month provides that, that, uh, ability, but but to give us some ability to kind of turn off, uh, you know, people who aren't real, you know, as close to your real people as possible, I think is uh, is something I'd be for. At least given the option to do it. But then, how would I find out about all of these local singles in my area that I? Bro, right? <laughs> <laughs> your well, your DMs are different than mine. Uh, yours may be singles. <laughs> mine there no i'm not interested in singles i just get like scam you know come help me unlock my wallet uh type ones that's the ones i get man <laughs> that's funny so 11.99 that's a reasonable price to y'all what about you Lucas? um like, i don't pay the, so i don't pay 11 i uh, there's a way to do it through the internet on twitter that's only eight dollars and then you can actually pay annually um if you if you go through the web like so the web version of Twitter. So you have to actually cancel your subscription, wait till it's over. This is how you do it. This is the quick hack. Do you want to save like, 
whatever the price, you know, three, three plus dollars, which is super corny. Like you're saving only $3, but if you pay for it in advance, it's like eight bucks through the web. And then you can actually just pay for the annual subscription, um, you know, eight times 12 and it's, there you go. You know, like you're, you're good to go. I think it's actually a good option. I don't mind paying it. Um, but you know, Instagram is $15 a month and you can't pay for it all up front. You actually have to pay monthly because then that, you know what that means. They're going to try and bill you more. Whenever they change the pricing, they're going to hope you don't read your email that, oh, we're changing the pricing. And then bam, you're basically. Exactly. That's effed. how you do, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, dude. 15 bucks on Instagram? Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's not good. Crazy. That's What's their reasoning easy. behind the pricing? Um, it's a valid question. There is they no. Can. Go ahead. Yeah, that was going to say that they can is, is a very good reason. Um, I think it's crazy the price, but you know it depends on what you're trying to do. It's if because be, it's bleeding money with all their shit. Gotta, the good news is if you don't if you get a DM from Lucas Bean now it, without a check mark, it's not me. So that's what you got to look for. And they you know they KYC you so. I know Leslie was DMing me like crazy on Instagram. She was all like, Luke, let's hang out. Let's go to Austin, Texas together. Let's party. Lucas, up. Let's drink some wine. It wasn't all this other stuff. I was like, whoa, chill out. I was like, chill out, I Leslie. was Slow texting down. you Pump the brakes. on your phone. Pump the brakes, Leslie. Not Instagram. And she was all like, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I was like, Leslie, you're you're talking strange to me. Like, what's going on on Instagram? And she, all of a sudden, I'm like, where, where, like, what happened when we were walking down the street? What did you go into the store to buy? I went into the store. That's when I called. That's what I called. What's up, Leslie? What? One of my memories popped up like three days ago. It was when? When? When was this last year? When did we all? Around June of 2022. It was something that popped up in my memories, and it was y'all three. It was you two, and I forgot who was the third person with us. It was one of Leslie's homegirls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I was taking pictures of the the skyscrapers in downtown Austin. But anyways, long story short, that memory popped up in my social media, one of my social media platforms. Right. So, um, Adam, tell us, man, what do you think about what do you think about uh, the those amigos? Uh, <laughs> Not amigos, man. Be honest. Be be, be honest with me. How many do you have? Uh, I have exactly zero. Um, <laughs> people started pinging me, bro. I, I you know I rug myself uh, almost on a weekly basis now. The the general gener <laughs> generational wealth that I've missed in the last three weeks alone make your head spin. Um, yeah, pe people it. were DMing yeah. me, and you know I pass like as always, and. Uh, yeah, I passed it like they were like less than point zero two, and uh, but whatever. Yeah, I'm, I was, ha oh, I was ha I'm happy for my friends who who got big bags of them. Super happy for those guys. Uh, and, well, that's if they sold them well, because right now they're coming down. They're, they're now already going down. It's like point four nine. Hey right? man, but the trading even still, volume's insane. Even still, that's I agree. Super, I, I mean, agree. you buy a point zero two and you get out a point. Point five, point four, whatever. It's a huge win, right? Oh, it's a huge win. Um, I totally agree. That was the noodle. Remember the noodles? Oh, bro. That was the noodles. Yeah, win. I missed that one too. Dude, the noodles. But I, noodles. <laughs> the noodles, bro. I still got those. <laughs> Can you believe I still got those we're suckers. I got, talking I got, about fucking noodles. I got fucking sucker written across my forehead. I still got those things sitting in my wallet, man. <laughs> um, I'm, 
I told you, I told you when to sell them, and you were like, "Nah, I'm, 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 I'm bad on. at buying <laughs> and terrible at selling." You know, so it's like, it's the worst combination of a trader. And uh, yeah, so but I was like, you know, I even I even tweeted like, "Hey, man, congrats to my uh, to my friends who bought in when when people you know did his piece of his artwork around it and stuff." And you know, it's just I love seeing people win you know and, and yeah if, yeah same here. you know I, no doubt some people bought the top and you know they're they're in pain mode or whatever but you know that's what that's what this stuff is these pfp collections that's what these are and you know if you don't recognize that now like what are you doing man um so right. you know it's a learning lesson. it's a le lesson learned man i mean this is like uh i mean you got i mean theoretically you have to say that now i mean that's literally par for the course like if you don't say it's a learning lesson then you like <laughs> It's I like, mean, dude, but, it, but it's literally like <laughs> it would take you a decade to get that kind of experience in the stock market, right? It's the stock market is like, you know, I don't know, a slug compared to a rocket ship. Uh, and, and, oh, yeah, and, you course. know, so you're learning an entire market cycle in uh, in three days, right? And um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Did, was it actually, you tell me, was it actually the guys who, the guy who did, MFers that did Nakamigos or, or was it nobody? I don't think so here's, so. here's the thing. This is, this is what's going on right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this from a, you know, unbiased third party. I think someone, I don't think it's really him. I think someone took advantage of that and said, everybody that has this pass has access to this. So they kept it like real DL. And I think that's what they did. And a whole bunch of people felt, oh, it's Sertoshi. He's back. Oh, my God. I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm buying. And then, bam, they're going to find out pretty soon. It was just like some 18-year-old kid who, like, took a, took the opportunity to, like, mint a whole bunch of, like, crappy-looking art. And then they basically make a bunch of money off of it. I mean, that's just well, my guess. The same thing that happened with Mutant Cartel and the and Yuga. Everyone thought that, like, those mutant – the Mutant Cartel and the Mutant Hounds were all, like, somehow tied to Yuga and – through goblins like and goblin town was supposed to be people remember and god it was dude, like so many you gotta think rumors around really that. smart marketing man i mean really fucking smart uh it is but it's super easy to spread that rumor. were, were they like, for, I, were I they free to mint or they or they cost a little a little bit to mint um that's a good question i mean do you remember do you, i'm sure you remember cryptodes right sure Cryptos were cryptos were a free yep. mint and that that's that shit went to the fucking 28th in one night so i was like what like I could have sold cryptodes for like fifteen ETH, and I was just like, "Nah." These why, are would sell, why would I sell? Why would I? What was I thinking? Why would what, I sell? I even them when had to buy a hundred ETH each. You know, it's oh, like, dude, oh I God. tell you, I can tell you, man. I that was the first time I I fell for, in a long. I never fell for it before, except for that one time. As soon as you remove common sense, you lose. You lose this game. I bought both of my cryptodes for underneath, and. They went, you know, I watched them blaze past 15 ETH and I was just like, nah, they're, they're the next crypto punks. No, they're not. Like, they're just not. <laughs> Go ahead, Mintify, you had your hand up. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Um, so, I, you know, we don't know who the artist for Nakamigos is, <laughs> but exactly. hey, listen, you were just talking about this. I had to, I had to touch on it. Um, it is in the end of Sartoshi pass description on OpenSea. That that Nakamigos was, you know, from, uh, you know, a, an official mint for pass holders. 
you know, that doesn't mean that he's behind the project. Yes. It doesn't mean he did the art for the project or anything. It just means that they worked with, you know, they worked with him to provide this whitelist for pass holders. So or, it's not like it, or, it wasn't just a rumor or something. But Are you sure about that? Because, I mean, yeah. you mean the description. So someone had the wallet, right, to be able to change the description on OpenSea is what you're saying? I mean, unless, unless <laughs> yeah, unless his account is compromised um, on OpenSea, he made the description. It, for the end of Sartoshi mid-pass, it mentions Nakamigos with a link to the collection or to the Twitter page, one of the two. And it says that it may serve as a mid-pass for future artists and, and that Snapchat holders were entitled to uh, one free mint. Interesting. It's that that's in the description of the how know, much the was it after Sartoshi. how much after how much was it afterwards, like price wise? Does anybody know? For like people that didn't hold that pass, because clearly after there was the free mint, I think it I was, don't know. I thought it was point oh two. Yeah. I thought it was the mint. Yeah. Smart move also. Like make it super affordable, make it impulse. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can afford 0.02. No problem. Like it's literally, it's uh, the trick of all tricks. It's super, super simple because, you know, when a price can go up, you, you work off of volume. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they, whoever did this is making money off of the volume. Like that's 18,000 oh, 18, ETH, right? And what's the creator fee? It's like 5%. Is it five percent? Does anybody know? That's um, not yeah, five percent. Nine hundred ETH they made. I think I I might I may be mistaken. I read something that I I think that it's enforced on chain also their royalties. Yeah, so that's that's one point six million dollars, six two million dollars so far. Uh, free, free, exactly. <laughs> all, it, all, crazy, it took, all it all it took was hey, this is uh, you know we targeted these pass holders. No one's done anything for a while. I'm going to send out this thing. Everybody goes, oh, my God, something to mint. Sweet. Like Everybody's just waiting for something to mint. Everybody's been just been like hawking. They're looking for good news. They're looking to run things up. You get a group of people on Twitter, they can easily run something like this up by just trading volume and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Interest, it's interesting. It's an interesting market dynamic because like everybody's just like trading with each other. It's, it's always interesting, too. You wonder about it. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, if this is true with Nakamigos, I'm not saying it is, but you recognize that certain projects, especially from like big uh, creators who have friends with with deep pockets, um, is that they can just severely limit the amount of trading. So, just give you an example. I'm not saying this happened with it, but you know Kevin Rose, right? When he does his uh, Moonbirds drop, uh, I remember seeing something that. You know, some big percentage, say 60 to 70% of it was held by like, you know, 15 wallets, right? And if you assume mm -hmm. that that's okay, that's Kevin, that's, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, it's all Kevin's friends, right? Hold 70% of the supply and they're not selling. That means only 30% is even available to trade, right? And so you can get these significant run-ups very, very quickly when, when there's just, even though it's a large collection of 10K, just very, very few or a huge chunk is taken off the table. Um, you can get those huge run-ups. And obviously for, you know, pump and dump kind of uh, projects and stuff, it's a strategy for them to, you know, artificially raise price. Right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what about. you're like. You're like, let's do it. What's the next one? No, Migo no. Nacos. Migo no, Nacos. No. We're going to do it. <laughs> Dude, no. Like, think about it. Do you think they controlled? The question is, did they control? My guess is they controlled the Nakamigas, too. 
Like they did both. It could be. It's, so like it's harder control- with it with obviously with a 20 K. I mean, I honestly, I was surprised, very, very surprised. You had a big run up in price on a 20 K cause uh, we've seen it before. Just that, that kind of volume of a collection is really hard to move the needle. It's really, really hard. You have to have a tremendous buzz. Yeah, I'm crawling the, uh, you know, something that I've noticed what's between, that meant there's, there's a correlation between the size of a collection and the number in terms of individuals or at least individual wallets that are interested in buying into it. Um, it seems like the lower the supply, the less interest there is. As in, you know, you won't see as many trades as frequently. But then the larger the supply, which it's kind, it seems a little bit backwards. Um, you'd think people are afraid of larger supplies because, you know, easier to dump the floor. But it, it, there's something going on with psychology that causes more people to be interested. I don't fully understand it, but I've noticed it, you know, occurring multiple times to, for, for many collections. We should, we should talk after this uh, space, Mintify. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm crawling the uh, the Nakamigos smart contract right now, and uh, apparently the mint. But yeah, it's an interesting uh, psychological. Yeah, can you hear psychology? Mintify, 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 Mintify. Can you hear? Can you hear Brad? No, is he talking right now? No, he, I was. Yeah, he was. But he you you can't he sorry. can't hear you, dude. Like he can't hear you. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, you're good. I knew you weren't. I that, knew you that's weren't Twitter ruggage, man. No. It's Twitter rugging individuals. It loves doing yep. that. It can everyone totally else hear does. me? It totally loves doing. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah, everybody we can, can hear you, Brad. But some people. Oh, okay. brought, so it's just Mintify. Yeah, just him. It's Mintify. Oh. Is probably he probably didn't update the Twitter app today. He's you know he's he's new with an he's. It's, what is there an update every day? Come on. He, basically, okay. there's an so he's new with iPhone. Like that's why his voice sounds so buttery crisp. But uh, you know, anybody that has Androids, I, I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, you know, iPhones are where it's at. Get an iPhone. That's all I can tell you. The, apparently on the uh, on the smart contract though the mint was a Dutch auction for Nakamigos. Like, did that no actually way. happen? No way! Or... A Dutch Dutch auction oh to God. zero. There's no way they ran yeah. a Dutch auction. <laughs> yeah, that's what bro. I'm saying. So, no way. Right? There's no way. In, that the, in the smart contract, in the Nakamigos smart contract, there is a allow list mint and there's a Dutch auction mint there and a dev mint for like you know free giveaways and things like that. But there's no like the only mint is Dutch auction mint. Is there any any way to check how many the dev got in that uh, in the contract? Yeah, hang on, I'll I'll check to see. Awesome, this will be happened. cool. To, okay, let's take guesses for how many the dev got. Uh, I'm gonna guess <clears throat> five hundred. Man, I'm going five hundred one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it literally, I was me. like, I bet five hundred, but it might be, it may be substantially Price is more. Right, <laughs> one dollar, Bob. Jog it out, Brad. We don't have all day. I'm crawling, bro. I'm trying to see here because like there's things like if it doesn't admit an event when the dev mints, it's gonna be harder to find. That that was an interesting point about the 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 number, and I definitely have seen that too. So when you see a smaller collection, let's just say 300 or a thousand, people just I think we now know we kind of have this idea in the NFT space that it's very difficult to get a community large enough to support. Uh, a project of that size it's just it just is and you know i think what's one of the magical things about the punks is that they hit on that 10k number um maybe not intuitively but they they kind of you know pick that number and it is this number for like a social kind of experiment or consensus to kind of you know back a project 
uh, and provide enough liquidity ins and outs where people can trade it, uh, that 10 K does seem to be kind of this magic, magic number. Damn. It really is magical. <laughs> I mean, I've just looked at, cause when I look, <laughs> that's why honestly, when it was, when I heard Nakamigos was 10 K, I was like, Oh, it's dead. Uh, and it's main, the main reason I didn't buy it, you know, zero two or whatever was I said, Oh, it's 20 K. And my experience with 20 K is they never move because you have to have the volume required to significantly move price on a 20 K. I mean, imagine everybody mints for free at 20 at 20 K how many thousands of people have to sell for that price to move up. Right. And so 500 dev mints, but oh I was right. Boom. I was spot on. Right. Man. That is what do we call winning? I can't believe I got that right, dude. That was like a second. Well, I mean, literally, you and I had that. <laughs> Actually, number. I knew it, we man. Had that I like we're, totally knew we're it. We're so like... into the space. We knew, bro. <laughs> we knew, bro. <laughs> yeah. So if everybody wants to subscribe to my newsletter, because I just like knew, you know, just like it's right. Click the link in the bio, and I could just like, you know, I'm back. Drop stuff in that newsletter. Oh, she's back. Oh no. Oh no. <sighs> Stop talking about her, everybody. She's I got back. a call, and I had to take a very important call. Yeah, I oh, bet. Thank you God. Were like, you know, oh, you know what? I'm getting my nails did. Oh, this is them just confirming. Let me let me answer that call real quick. Okay, it's really important. Yeah. Jake. Can't talk about her anymore. Jake, what? why am I oh. being called? Jake, uh, honest opinion. Do you think I was being racist in the other space? I, 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 I am being called no. racist too. Wait, what? I don't even know why. I don't even know how I got to the. I don't even know what the heck was going on with the basketball situation. I just went. I was raising my hand the entire. Wait, half you can't just. Thing. You guys can't just come in here and. That's say what that. this does, dude. Okay, she made me fall for that. She just set me up for that trap. I'm. I'm not taking blame for that. Leslie's fault. Kicker. No, come on. Like, give us some context in thirty seconds or less. Thirty seconds or less. We were just talking about the Caitlyn and the Reese issue about you don't see me before and after. So I was just talking about if you're gonna talk about one, talk about the other. I so she's getting a bunch of DMs from people saying that she's racist. All right, muted, muted. Too long of a story. Too long of a story. <laughs> so. Okay, got it. So you're just being confused with some other person that has a profile picture that looks just like yours and all that other stuff. I got you. Word. <laughs> Get the, Wait, were we going to talk about <clears throat> that Kylie Jenner? Is that who we were going to talk about? Is she a basketball player? Yep. <clears throat> Sick. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are we talking about? Let's go. Yes. Same. So Kylie, what about Kylie Jenner? Kyle Jenner or Kylie Jenner? I don't even you never know. know these like, days. What do we say? I could they switch back and forth every other day. I don't think, uh, I just don't think those folks should be able to play against like, I don't know, whatever. I think it's, it's uh, you know, a man basically, I don't know if it's unfair. Everybody well, wants... I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're alluding to, but I think I do. Maybe I'm wrong. Jake, you're, you're talking too much as a co-host so far. You need to, you need to tone it down a little bit. A little too much talkage. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> back to getting hacked. Leslie, I'm so sorry you got hacked. I mean, I don't know. How, is there anything we can do for you as a community? Like, we're really sorry you got hacked. This is not really Leslie. This is her hacker. Yeah, it sounds not like you too. So isn't it crazy? You can like model someone's voice after two minutes of talking. You can feed it to AI right now and it'll literally have that person talking to you back and like be smart about it. So I could go listen to a Leslie Mata 
space, mota space, and, uh, you know, basically model her voice and then hold a space with a pic- profile picture. And everybody's like, oh, Leslie's here. Whee! And all of a sudden it's like answering smartly and all that stuff. Imagine the accounts you could build through Twitter spaces, just leaving this account live all the time, host, hosting a Twitter space. Just answering questions, bro. You should start. You should start the uh, unlimited Twitter Spaces. A lot like those uh, TikTokers who do lives, and then they'll like they're sleeping during the lives. Like you could do that. I've, you could dude, do that. I've done that. With Are you the Twitter space. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Holy shit! I'm trending on Twitter right now. GM Lucas. How do you know? How do you oh, see if shit. you're trending? How do you do that? Holy Shut shit! Up. They really, they really are. No, I'm dead serious. How, do, how does that even <clears> work, dude? It's the top. It's a top trending thing. Go look. Go look at the trending, and oh, you'll trending. see it's like literally. Are you, it's a different Lucas. I'm assuming. Are you taking a screenshot? Is that what I just heard right there? That was me. Yeah, that was me screenshotting my GM Lucas. <laughs> That's funny. Man. It says GM Lucas, and it's like literally just through the roof. Everybody's saying GM. It looks like it's all most of it's to me, so I'll take Come it. Come on, man. Are you serious, dude? Yeah, I'm dead serious. What happened to this room? Oh, you know what it was? It was because we could said Kylie Jenner. Anytime you say Kylie, uh, get you start trending on Twitter. <laughs> get him. Listen to that guy. He's talking smack. Hold on. I'll, I'll show you guys a screenshot real quick. Yep, there it is. <clears throat> you guys can look at trending. It probably says the same thing. Maybe not, though. I think it's. I think they changed the algo so that they start. you start trending things that are just like unique to you. Well, this, That's my this guess. is a thing. Actually, I thought this was brilliant. What TikTok did uh, early on, not not to if you guys don't want to talk about social media at all, like no, let's talk um, about it, dude. We're open. Um, this is an open topic. The uh, what I noticed when I when I did TikTok Snapchat. years ago um, was that when you first you were a TikToker, oh, dude. Yeah, man, I grew some big TikTok. TikTok. I've told you that before, shit. dude. Um, I didn't know about TikTok. I knew you did other no, ones. TikTok, so did TikTok. TikTok was beautiful because <clears throat> what they would do when you first got on the platform, in my view, looking in hindsight, is what they wanted to do was get you addicted to like this like Insta fame. And so they would heavily, and this is widely known, they would heavily promote your first few videos. Um, and oh. so if you could hit a banger in your first, you know, one, two, three videos, bro, you would get millions and millions of views. And, um, and part of me feels like what they were doing was getting you addicted to that feeling. And it is a feeling. Yeah. You yeah if you if any of you know about bad. that, you know, that feeling of, of going viral and stuff, it's, it's super, it's a super dopamine hit. And literally people will just chase that hit forever. And I, I see now when I go back on TikTok now, and I'm not on there very often, but when I go back now and I know people on there who have multiple millions of followers and know them personally, and they're still chasing that, but, but the algorithm's gone. Like you, you don't, you, yeah, you don't now. get that sort of like Insta fame <clears throat> anymore. And, but they're still grinding, man, still putting out four or five videos a day. And those videos are getting, you know, 500 views, a thousand views, 2000 views. Ouch. And I'm like, dang. And Instagram did the same shit. Like Instagram, yep. you look up the number of people with like over 150,000 followers on Instagram. It's like 200 million people have over 150,000 followers <laughs> on Instagram. Like literally it's crazy. Wow. Like, because they've got you addicted to like posting, I'm going to post because you're looking for that, like another viral moment. 
And what people have not realized yet is that by that viral moment's never coming again. Like those days are over, you know, uh, but people still chase that fucking dragon, man. It's, uh, I can tell you from my experience with Twitter spaces, like being the most popular Twitter space, like for like more than a year, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> like it definitely chasing, like having to chase that, like being on Twitter, like 10 hours a day plus a day, which is what I did like forever. It was really cool to like have all these people like coming into the space and chatting and all that stuff and have the crazy reach with the algorithm and all that stuff was amazing. But man, the down, like when you realize like, Hey, the algorithm's not working in your favor anymore. You know, there's so many more Twitter spaces. There's so many more, all this stuff. And like, it's just gone now. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, it's, it's super weird to like not have like a hundred, 150 people in my space right now. It's super weird to like not be, the most popular space on Twitter spaces, you know, like if I put in 10 hours a day again, I, I still don't think I'd be able to get back there because so many people have started their own things. So many people have like fractured off into doing their own stuff. And then 85% of the people that were in spaces are no longer on Twitter. They aren't doing Twitter spaces anymore. They aren't doing any of that stuff anymore because of how the market is. So they're just gone. So then instantly 85% of your audience is gone. And then, you know, there's all these comp com like competitor spaces out there that are just weird, like weird, fra like fractional like spaces that have like, you know, 50 people in them, 20 people in them, 30 people in them. And, you know, they still run them regardless of if there's a space, you know, like if there's a big space or not. Like back in the day, people would just go right to the big space. They don't really care. And they would, you know, take part in that space. But now they're just like, hey, I'm going to take part in that space for like, Three or four, I'm going to get the idea of like what they do. I'm going to start my own space. Like that's literally what they do. Like there's people that have come to my spaces, have joined up on the, up on the stage here, talked, you know, maybe for five or 10 of these spaces and then just gone off and started their own and they don't ever come back to this one. Like it's definitely just the way it works. So just know that if people are coming up here, chatting it up and you're like, oh man, this guy's a regular or this girl's a regular. This is awesome. I can't wait till they have this person as a regular. Just know they're probably not trying to be a regular. They're trying to start their own probably 80 or 90% of the time. And that's okay. Like you should be okay with that. Um, just know that, you know, they're not going to be around. So Shibby, what's up? Hey, man. How y'all doing today? GM, GM. So I was just, uh, just listening in, man. You know, just digging the conversation. Always, uh, always enjoy listening to you guys here. Um, I did just for funsies. I posted up a little little badge that I created for anyone that's in the space right now. If anyone's familiar with a awardable GG badges, I created one for the space. So if anybody wants to grab that badge, you can tell me what and that is. That's the first to. time I'm seeing that. What is that? Oh, for real? Oh, it's, um, it's this great little piece of tech that these folks over at uh, quantum have built. Um, so if you check it out, it's basically like a, you can create your own badges on their platform to kind of almost like a PO app basically. And when you build the badge, you can have it kind of link to a Twitter space or you, they have to follow you on Twitter. And there's many other things that you can create to have to link to the badges as well. And, um, so like I a just third think party, so it's like a third party thing, kind of like how the, that shillin villain space goes where they have those question marks in their profile. And then you have to like have that in their profile kind of a thing, like as a badge you're saying. Uh, no, no, no. It's not necessarily like that. It's kind of like to show like a proof of attendance. And um, they're actually mintable as NFTs across many different blockchains, uh, Ethereum, Polygon, 
um, the Solana, I think, and a few other blockchains. But I still, I still, so it's, I still so it's like a PO app, but with additional <clears throat> functionality where you can link out to stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's in my opinion, it's a PO app, but a little bit better, um, just because of the interactivity that comes with them. It's 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 a lot of fun to collect and create them. And I just uh, I don't know. I just wanted to put a little something together for the space here and um, let you guys take a look at it and and see if see if it's something that's fun for you. I think it's fun for me, anyways. And um, yeah, is it a link? A, it's a link though, right? You posted a link above. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's um, it's to the awardable GG. Uh, we don't uh, we don't, website, we, don't so. we don't click links here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll click it. We don't. We don't we're, we're not. A, we're not link clickers. We don't want to get our wallets drained, man. I, I already see the name of the space. And I put in my uh, seed phrase. I, I hope that was okay. Look at the name of the space. I'll still God. do it. Oh, nice, dude. Nice. nice. It's the worst. It's like the worst space to post. He literally right just. He was testing us, bro. This is like part of the. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm. I'm trying. I respect. I respect that you. Uh, you posted in a got hacked space. Um, hey. so where is, uh, I, I still don't understand this. So you, you sure. share a link, somehow you have a link and somehow that like t attaches to somebody's space and then somehow you get a badge on somebody else's website. You're saying where it's like, Hey, uh, I attended Luke's space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so drive it's driving to your, some, some, is it your digital product? Is this yours? Uh, no, this is not my digital <clears throat> product at all. I'm not affiliated with, with this product or team whatsoever. I am just gotcha. a consumer. I'm just Got a consumer it. and I, I find it interesting and fun. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I've listened to your spaces quite a few times before long time listener, first time caller, but, um, <laughs> first time caller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I just thought I'd throw it up there. I mean, Hey, uh, I get it. You know, nobody wants to click links. Um, but I, I do recommend checking it out. Just, you know, go to their, their page or whatever and, and check out what they got going on. It's a lot of fun. And, um, I've what's just, the, what's the domain? Uh, or share a link to their Twitter if they've got a Twitter handle. That's but, better. That's yeah. a better situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's awardable uh, GG. So if you go to their Twitter, I believe it's just going to be awardable GG. Let me uh, get that up there. Um, Don't. Yeah. Just pin it. Yeah. Pin it up for sure. That's fine. Yeah. No awardable.gg. Be awardable. An open platform that makes awarding audience fun and easy. No approval process, no supply restrictions. Simply create, collect, and share. Create a badge now. Badge me. Badge me, oh, Daddy. And all now, all my all my my NFTs just got stolen. And Shit. it's gone. Well, you can you can buy them back <laughs> from me if you want. I'll sell them really cheap. I'll sell them below floor back to you. I'm sure you will. <laughs> create. No, a man. Badge. I mean, it's um, it's yeah, it's it's built by the Quantum team. Um, these guys that do Quantum NFTs and they're interactive NFTs. So some of the badges that are created actually come with artwork on the back end. So mm -hmm. you can connect these badges to these quantum NFTs, and then you can change up the look of those NFTs. And you can add different outfits, different backgrounds, different accessories, things like that. You can freeze the meta to stay that way. And you can actually freeze and lock the meta so that it can never change again. Bunch of different collections that, that the quantum team has, has built and put out. They've been doing this for, shoot, I've been collecting for about, eight months now six what? Eight months now this has been yeah. out this long and i haven't heard about it it's oh my god dude bro Holy how, how hard is it no, to get attention in this market man i mean god I'm dang. you know like it's no, but hard so here, dude so here's the deal like i've been looking i've literally talked about this on my morning show i've talked about this like a crazy amount of times where i'm like hey we need something better than po apps because the po app 
app sucks. Like the claim it using does. a secret word. Like I tried to program, they have that little game they put in place where it's like, oh, it's, it's broken. Like it doesn't even work. I have not been able to claim a Po app in, I don't yep. know, like months because every time I go to claim one, I have to do that code and the code thing doesn't work. Yeah, same um, with I followed, me. Dude. <laughs> I've yeah. never been able to claim a Po app. And then sometimes I think it didn't work because, you know, it says, sorry, you ran out of time and there's a Po app in my wallet. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Weird. Yeah, yeah the same thing. Whack. The same things happen to me. And um, I think that's kind of where these guys at Quantum were kind of coming from is like, you know, we need something better than what Po app has. And honestly, the awardable badges, they really kind of solve that. And they've, um, I don't know, man. I think, a, I think a, the API of Twitter, if you work with that, and you're able to use the API and people just join your space and they're in there for a certain amount of time and it triggers it triggers a PO app to be dropped into their wallet. That's the real use case. Like you shouldn't have that to come here to the – yeah, you shouldn't have to come here to a website, post up a link, which is super dangerous on Twitter. We already know. Sure. It should just be like, hey, here's the deal. Sign up on this website and which is completely disconnected from this and then you can come to this space, spend a certain amount of time in there. Even if you're just like in there to like – farm this PO app, right? Mm -hmm. They're still in your space for 15, 20 minutes or whatever the time frame is for that PO app to get that whatever that item is that's right. free, right? So, right. and I think it doesn't, I don't think it needs to, I don't know. I think the way that PO app gives you a PO app is smart. I just don't think the claiming situation is smart. Like, they, and I don't know why they don't fix it. Like I've, I've heard yeah. the guy who invented PO app. I've talked to him like in the DMs. I'm like, dude, you got to fix this. So like, we don't need to, like, we, we don't <laughs> no, we don't. Fix it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you kind of do. Like, it's a horrible user experience, and they're like, it is. We don't care. We don't care. Like, it's the only thing right. out there, and we have no competition. And well, uh, like, I think uh, come I at think me, bro. Gonna, gonna give him a <laughs> did we? Did he rug? Oh, I think he rugged. Yeah, he just rugged. No, I got a phone right. call right dude. there. My bad. Um. You gotta have two phones, man. Two I know, phones. right, dude? Sorry, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not degen enough for the two phone deal. Um, but I think Awardable is gonna give them a good run for their money, and um, you don't have to have your wallet connected whatsoever to um, claim any of these badges. You can claim with a Google account, Discord account, or Twitter account. You just use your wallet if you want to mint them to one of the blockchains that are available, or connect them to if you own any QNFTs, stuff like that. But um. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I think they're they're fairly mm -hmm. safe. Plus, I guess I'm just familiar with the folks that have been doing it, so I, you know, trust them as much as I trust uh, most folks here that I know on Web three. So you don't trust them at all. So. <laughs> good, good for hey, you, you gotta, man. That's smart you, to keep you know people. You got to be, uh, you know, got to be subjective <laughs> at times, right? Right. Hey, Adam, what's going on, man? I want I have a qu some questions, my man, about um, Adam. I so I bought the same camera Adam has. And uh, you guys, I hope you guys are ready for some really great content because that shit's coming out soon. Um, as soon as I get that camera in, I got the entire the entire setup. And I have a, my question to Adam is, what was the lens that you have, man? What was that lens again? Bro, I, I sent you the link. Uh, I know. I just want to talk. Dude, talk some to lens. Too. I mean, this is what you learn when you buy an expensive <laughs> camera is that cameras aren't shit without good lenses. And I, so I have true. no idea, like, uh, other than people, you know, watching YouTube videos and stuff, and they're like, oh, and this is a great camera, or whatever, the Sony 6600 or whatever, I don't even know. And uh, yep. I was like, oh, cool, you know, it's like 1300 bucks. I'm like, dang, but all right, you know, you want to look good on YouTube or whatever, like, you got to throw down. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, and you're going to need this lens too. And I'm like, oh, how much for the lens? Oh, $1,400. For- <laughs> what? It was $1,400 Or whatever it was, one? dude. I was like, wait a minute. Holy a piece of glass shit. and plastic is more than the camera itself? This does not make sense. But oh man, now I'm starting to think I might have bought the wrong but, lens. No, no but but yeah, the, the lens one. was uh, the lens was literally more than the camera, uh, which was stunning to me. But uh, but it does look sharp, man. You know, you get you get yeah, what you no, pay the for. Quality, man. you get what you pay for. There's no doubt. Of, there's no doubt about it. The quality in that camera of yours, yeah. plus like the videos I've seen, like that were shot with the same camera with different like the same lens or different lens. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know which lens exactly you got. Yeah. But um, the lens that I got was the uh, let's see what it's called real quick. Maybe it'll ring a bell. Um, shit, this is not easy to look up. Amazon, you're really jacking me around, <laughs> man. It's the uh, Sigma 16 millimeter f 1.4. Yo, the Sony lens was the Sony E mount FE 24 millimeter. F14 G oh GM <laughs> F14 GM yeah I don't even know what any of that means man all I know is it makes a fuzzy background and that looks really nice yeah yeah you yeah. know right yeah, yeah I got I got that one honestly too, I don't even uh, know how to set it I just like turned it on and it worked like from the beginning like I didn't even like set it it was like auto set and uh, I haven't touched it since not not since I initially like bought it and plugged it in. You even got that. You got that cool like hood. For yeah, too, I, I did really get because cool. I was gonna make. You know, it's like best laid made plan. I was gonna get back into like really creating real content, but um, so I got like the uh, um, teleprompter thing too. And uh, but yeah, I haven't used that. But that that actually it's actually really nice because it keeps the camera like clean. You know, so the c- camera doesn't get like dust or anything on it or dirt. Um, so I feel a little bit better about, you know, my $3,000 camera setup. <laughs> it's right? crazy. It's crazy. But you know what? I'm I'm old enough to know, like for anybody out there listening, like, dude, for 15 years, I would literally buy, when I went to buy the, a PC or a, a laptop, I would literally look for the cheapest one possible. And I did that for more than a decade. Until I heard a podcast, and I, this is what I'm going to express to you right now. Like, your time is valuable. You have to value it at something. And to use, when I'm on a computer, literally 15 hours a day or a phone, at least, you know, 10 hours a day, when your device that you rely on is not of the best quality, you are burning money. And um, so now, so now literally, I buy, when I buy my MacBook, I buy, go in and I buy the most expensive one I, I can literally buy, you know, I'll future proof. I'll, I'll literally buy with the, you know, the SSD and the extra Ram and the extra, extra everything. And, you know, and spend $3,000 on my MacBook because it's like, dude, this is, why would I do anything but that? Um, when this is worth, every it's penny. worth every fucking penny, every penny. Like yep. I will never, no I, I kick myself. For the years of like waiting for web pages to load or, you know, getting blue screens of death or everything, you know, Uh, it's just I was so short sighted in that moment because I was, you know, poor that I didn't recognize. No, what you should have been doing rather than buying the the $450 laptop is you should be buying the $1,000 laptop because even though you can't really afford it, it's going to pay for itself. 
And um, yeah, that's a big that's lesson true. learned. So same thing with that camera, right? Uh, that camera, you know, when I'm on camera now, even when I'm on like literally Zoom call meetings, you know, and these guys are on their shitty, you know, Lenovo fucking laptop camera that's blurry and shit with bad sound. Like who looks professional and who looks like a piece of garbage? I mean, like seriously, like who looks like the professional in this situation? And uh, so, yeah, I encourage everybody to to think about it that way, because trust me, I've thought about it both ways. And this way is way better, like way better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you for coming to my TED talk I, about uh, buying the most expensive equipment you can. <laughs> no, for real, though, I couldn't agree more. Like, that's genius what you said. And I can tell you from buying, I actually went cheap on camera gear because I was doing like a video podcast back in 2018 and I bought a bunch of like used like 70D DSLR cannons. And I'm like, this will work until we ramp it up and we need better stuff, right? And I'm like, let's wait until this actually catches on and we actually really want to do this for a while. And then, you know, I'll upgrade the the equipment and sell this stuff, get new things. And then let me tell you, man, I go to use this stuff again and it's, you know, it doesn't even shoot in 4K. It doesn't do any of this. I mean, it's, they're still nice cameras, but they just don't do what they're supposed to do. And the megapixels aren't there. And it's just a 2013, you know what I mean? Like type of camera and you're trying to use it in 2023. It's just not going to be, it's not the same as like the Sony that came out in like 2020 or yeah. And they're when I made that switch, it did take me a couple of years to like fully, uh, imbue it because I would still be like, I don't know. I bought my last time I made this mistake. I bought my wife, her new uh, iPhone. Right. And you know, I'm deciding between, okay, the pro or the not pro. And then it gets down to like, you know, how much memory does it have? Right. And yep, about a year. So I, I didn't get like the top memory. I got like whatever the middle was, or I don't even remember, but sure enough, man, like six months later, my wife comes to me, my phone's full. Oh my God, dude. And like, then I got to figure out <laughs> how to get the thing off the phone. It's like, dude, for a hundred bucks or whatever it was more, 150 bucks more to avoid this problem. Like, dude, yeah, it's, it's so worth it. So it worth sounds it, like a lot. Yeah. So it's funny that it sounds like a lot in the moment. You're like, Oh, I don't want to pay another $150. Like, dude, think about all the stupid decisions you make with money. Like, Oh, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy Uber eats or something like that. And it's like 30, 40 bucks. And you do that just three times or four times. And all of a sudden, that's how much it costs for the extra memory that you're going to use a phone every day, eight, ten hours a day. You're on this phone. That thing pays off, bro. If, if I did, like, paid off in like days. Dude, if I if I did literally, <laughs> if I did it like a cost per hour on my phone, my phone cost me like ten cents an hour, dude. I mean, seriously, I'm on this thing. You know, I'm at a penny. It's literally like free. <laughs> like it's literally free. It is. So yeah, every time I buy my phone now, it's like no, I get the absolute best one and return them every year i'm one of those guys because it's like why am i why would i ever want to have anything slow down or not be the best you know 100 percent. well the only downside of that is what you were saying before it's like as soon as you switch phones you got to do all the logging back in of the other accounts agreed but i've learned that lesson and now that right sucks. i've learned that lesson <laughs> now. and actually it is much better now you know recently with the where you can like scan your old phone uh to make the new you can phone. do that now? oh yeah dude they do like this weird oh. like swirly qr code so like you you take your old phone you you know set up the new phone and literally it they connect through like bluetooth or whatever 
And uh, yeah, it works really well. Go ahead, Brad. <sighs> Yo, update here on this uh, this Nakamigos contract, bro. Like it was a Dutch auction, and the first person to mint, like so, the Dutch auction started at one ETH, went all the way down <laughs> to point oh one decreasing by 0.1 every uh 10 minutes and the first person to mint one that wasn't on like the allow list that got one for free this person paid 0.5 to mint and then there's a couple people that paid 0.3 and yeah it just kept going down but it was a dutch auction originally to start it looks like I don't. I don't get Dutch auctions. Can you someone explain to me why anybody would do that? Uh, yeah, I, there are a couple good reasons to use Dutch auctions. Dutch auctions are actually um, for I don't know about for PFP collections, but definitely for like artists. Um, yeah, artists. I get, okay, but yeah. why? Why would you do it otherwise? Well, uh, typically it's it's more to maximize your money, right? Um, right. Right. So so typically it's to maximize money for creator. Um, for PFP projects, it's, it seems it's like a money grab really. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. There was a, there was a project yo. called, there was a project called, what was it called? Shoot. I'm trying to think of it right now. There was a project called, oh yeah. Party Degenerates. Do you remember that one back in 2021? Party Degenerates, man. Of course. Like, Didn't they yeah, have max yeah, utility? Wasn't it like you got all these great parties <laughs> and they did like one party? <laughs> yeah, they did one party and it's like, it completely just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was think, uh think about it a, like this dude with this dutch auction i mean they gave away like so many of these things and so then as soon as public mint goes live if the mint price is 0. 0.5 that means you could flip these secondary for all the people that got them for free for 0. 0.4 and you're going to start generating a crazy amount of secondary volume right off the bat while that dutch auction slowly decreases down to where it's either sold out or it's at 0. 0.1 you know, See, that, that, that's, that's why I, I, I actually lean into it. It may be Shortoshi because the, the there's just a, there are a lot of things that uh, made this marketing really, really pretty, pretty good. I thought um, I don't know. could be wrong, but it, it just has that vibe of somebody who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that was I mean, I think doing the Dutch auction after airdropping holders like 10,000 of these things for free. I mean, that gives everybody that got one for free an opportunity to make a decent bag, especially if, like, the cheapest you could mint at public was one ETH, you know, and then it dropped to, well, yeah, it looks like 0.5 before somebody actually paid to mint. And it was one. This person minted one for 0.5, you know, and so it's like, well, shit, I'm not going to mint for 0.5. I'll go buy on secondary for 0.3. And now, yeah, the volume we're creating is crazy. That's gotta be. That's Crazy. gotta be why they did this. I think it's smart. Crazy man. So, uh, how often do you use that camera, Adam? Is it daily? now? I use it daily. Yeah, uh, I use it every day now. Hundred percent. How how long? Like, when did you have that? When did you actually acquire? That? Uh, yeah, I, it sat in it sat in a box for six months. <laughs> you know, Dude, the best laid plans. You're preaching to the, the choir. Be, the best laid plans <laughs> of creating new new uh, content, right? And it's like. So you know, true. content, if anybody's not, not done it, like when you're really into it, like I give all the praise in the world to, you know, YouTubers or whatever who stick it out. Cause it is so hard, man. Once you're on that treadmill, bro, it, you know, the way it is, it's brutal. Yeah. It never and, ends. It never, it never ends. ends. I, I felt the same way about Twitter spaces, dude. I literally would be open like 10 hours a day going, if I don't do this, I will lose the algo. I'll lose the audience. I'll lose all this. And stuff. you're right. 
you Dude, will. It's exactly yeah, the case. You yeah. absolutely will. And that. so, you know, you have to strike and continue striking and strike for the rest of your life. And so I've been hesitant to, uh, to get back in that. So now I just use it. I do, you know, when I do Twitter spaces or when I do, uh, you know, Friday, we do a YouTube show and stuff. So I, I do it then. Um, like I, I'm actually being interviewed for a podcast slash Twitter space in like, shit, I don't even know. Uh, another 30 yeah. minutes or whatever. Is it, the, uh, is it Chris's, the, the fucked up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called, or yeah, fuck... that's right, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we know Chris. He used to come He used to come to this space a lot, man. He's good Yeah, so, so I'm going to do with Chris, and I'll probably broadcast it on my own channel at the same time and use my camera and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I use it all the time now, but I even use it, like I said, I use it for Zooms and everything now. So, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. My question to you is, what do you think makes a good like podcast host slash interviewer, like give me your, your top traits. Uh, you have to shut the fuck up when people are ask answering. Uh, that's really hard for people to do. And and it took me God knows how long till I recognized, like I actually had to listen to my own podcast to realize, Oh fuck. Like I'm saying, uh huh. Or something, or I'm saying, yeah, on top of somebody, you know, which from a listening perspective is, uh, sucks. Um, so that's hard to do. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be passionate about what you're talking about. You have to be, maybe not have it the most interesting thing in your life, but you've got to be interested, uh, at least interested in the person you're talking to. I think that comes across so often where the people just don't give a shit about who they're talking to. Um, and so you've got to be, you've got to be interested in people. Um, you know? To be successful, bro. To be a successful podcaster, it's it's so difficult. I, I don't I don't recommend it for that reason at all. I do recommend it to people a lot, though, as a way to connect with people. Like I think it's a yes. it's a fantastic tool to talk to people in the space you want to be in. Um, again, not to be fake about it, but to actually be interested in the people you're talking to. And to create those relationships with people, like if you're in the fucking, I don't know, you make garage doors, right? To be in that space, who I, funny, you know, I don't know why that came to the top of my mind, but I actually advised the guy who that was his actual business, was installing garage doors. He's got a fucking huge YouTube channel. And what I mean huge, it's like he's got like 50,000 followers in the garage space niche. Like he fucking crushes Uh, because everybody in the garage space niche knows him right if you're out of that niche you don't know him and he doesn't need to be known outside of that niche but when he goes to conferences and stuff like bro he's the one they want speaking because he's like the influencer in the garage space niche you know i mean it's like so such an interesting thing like imagine this guy go into like a a, a thing like this like a, a trade show conference and he's like yeah, so the E122 like has this garage variable speed, Bro, exactly, and then, like Ex- you can connect your Wi-Fi exactly. to it, and then like it's just amazing. And then, and then of course for him, like anytime he wants to talk to whatever I don't even know a supplier, right? Um, and they get to come on his show, and they get to promote their you know business or whatever, dude. It just creates all these really nice dynamics from a business perspective. Um, that yeah, I'm right. a big fan of it. Uh, obviously, it's not for everybody, but if you have that in you, uh, it's, it's an amazing way to be, you know, a kind of you know, whatever you want to call it, leader, thought leader in the space, in whatever space you're in. It's, it's pretty amazing. My question to you is what are the toxic traits 
that you should avoid doing besides the whole, like, I totally get it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I do. I hate that too. I also hate watching video of people that are just like, literally you see them, like, you know, there's like an interview and like somebody's just literally just shaking their head. Yes. The entire time while the person's talking and it's like, stop doing that. It's literally annoying the shit out of me. And I don't think people understand, like, you don't have to just keep shaking your head like a bobble doll, you know, like one of those bobble figures. What do, what are the other toxic traits though, like audio wise? Uh, well, I think it's uh, audio wise, and I'm not. A, I, I don't think you have to have a perfect setup. Um, you know. No, no, I don't mean like yeah. that. I meant like, like the host itself. Like, right? What are the toxic traits? You said like you know speaking over, going uh huh, uh huh. I mean, like obviously, that. that's definitely a bad yeah, trait. I de- agree. Definitely from a um, like if I'm telling somebody who's just starting a podcast. Um, you've got to understand you are, you need to bend for the person you are interviewing, right? So if you have an appointment and it's at one, bro, you're there five minutes early. You never, ever, ever, um, you know, you are serving the person you're interviewing, right? And so you're making it as seamless for them as possible. So, and this is my common, like what I'll tell any kind of new podcaster is like, for like one was an easy one. Don't do pre-interviews for your podcast. I learned that, you know, very early on, no pre-interviews, no nothing, right? You got to make this as seamless and easy as possible for somebody. And actually like pre-interviews actually kill the questions that can be asked during a podcast. Like you don't want to kill those. Right. So, um, you know, keeping it just as easy as possible for, for the guest, um, bringing value to the guest. You have to bring value to the guest. Uh, and what that means is I always look at it as I'm, I'm here to promote the person I'm interviewing. Right. So whether that's creating like clips or snippets, um, and then promoting those clips and snippets, right. I have to show that the guests that I'm bringing on, like, look, this is, I'm doing this for you. Right. Because that, that signals to the next guest what you're going to do for them. Right. And so, Totally you know, true. bringing yep. that value to the guests, um, which again, benefit you because you are, get, are creating these deeper relationships in whatever kind of niche or space you're, you're trying to impact. And maybe it's not even, you know, that you have a business. Maybe it's just you learning, um, whatever it may be. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Podcasts are, are one of these kind of superpowers that have just magically appeared over the last, you know, six years or whatever that the average dude, in his mom's basement can, can get into a space that you're interested in and, and very, very quickly connect with pretty I mean, people you would never have been able to connect with 10 years ago. Um, and that's, it's, it's a completely yep. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So back to like what you sh- shouldn't do rather than what you should do. What else should you not do? Ooh. I would say don't, right? don't, um, most people, yes, the idea you. of like first contact, all right, first contact, I, I'll give you more of a what to do. Um, great, great movie. When, <laughs> when you're trying to book guests, uh, you have to be personable. You can, you have to, like if, if I was sending a, a DM to somebody, and this goes across any kind of DMs, but if I want to have sure. you on my podcast, right, I've targeted you as a potential guest. I don't, I don't like copy paste and send out a thing like, here's my Calendly, like to have you on, book it. You know, don't do that. The first DM is, hey, Lucas, I love you for X reason. I love you because I love listening on your Twitter spaces. 
uh, you, I find you to be a really good interviewer, right? You have to compliment them, give them something personal. You have to tell them something you like about them personally. Uh, and then make it very, very short. I'd love to have you on your podcast. Do you think that's a possibility? And, and you create a conversation rather than my space is available from eight to two. You know, you don't go in that far. You're trying to open the conversation and doing that in a personal manner, uh, calling them by name. Like you have to break through the DMs. Uh, and so, so doing that in a really personal way, uh, I found to be amazingly effective. And then you can wrap up an interview in the next, you know, three, three DMs back and forth. Um, that's, that's usually pretty easy. And, but you'll figure out how to facilitate that. I usually did it with like a, a really, really, you know, nice open. They come back. Yeah, I'm interested. Send me more info. And then you got to have something prepared. Like what's the info? And it's, you know, it may be just a couple of like standardized DMs. Like, Hey, I have a podcast with this many viewers or I've had this person on and you link to that, that show. And then they say, okay, cool. And then you send them the Calendly, you know, to book it or whatever. Um, but, but you got to get it. People, people don't want, people will not deal with anything. They, anything that's even on the realm of being spam or not, not a real person. They'll just immediately send that shit to, to spam or delete it or yep. ignore it. I you know? totally agree. Yeah. yeah no, I like, I like that input and that feedback. I agree. Even I got to get better with that stuff. Yeah. You no, know, it's hard. Like, man. It's, it's a learned technique. It's learned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no doubt you need to have the right send along, send through documents to like back up what you guys are doing, like charts and all that stuff. I mean, stuff. If, like, if you're going to get super, super powerful. pro, dude, I mean, this is the way I did a whole, uh, you know, to get back to TikTok, I did a whole um, business around TikTok that completely failed. But the strategy was I interviewed TikTokers and then we we're going to make, um, we we're going to make educational content around that. And so I interviewed like 50 top TikTokers within like two months. So I had to get like, I had to get dozens of interviews booked. And so I had on, on my phone, I had shortcuts done for, you know, keyboard shortcuts, right? So yep. if I hit, I don't know, SSS on my keyboard, it would populate like this whole text of like, hey, I'm Adam, I'm a podcast, whatever it was, right? My like opening pitch. And then I would go in there and I'd customize it right within that. But so creating these like shortcuts, cause I was bombing DMs. Um, but, but again, I recognize I could, I could bomb, meaning I could create a lot very quickly, but still each one of them was then still personalized where I'd go into the person's profile. I'd maybe watch a couple videos. I'd comment, bro, I really liked your recent dance video about blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But just creating it in a personal manner, um, you know, it, it absolutely worked. I was able to punch through and got people with millions and millions of followers, uh, to read my DM and actually respond to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Wow. <laughs> did a uh, question is when did you, what, when was that time frame? That, you that was that? like, uh, what are we in? It was like two and a half years ago. Yeah. So this was when, Oh, this okay. Was, so that was a, that was like right before. Yeah. It, yeah. It was right. Bef uh, yeah. It was actually right before the 21 NFT bull run. Yeah. I was literally building nice. an NFT or a uh, TikTok business at that time. TikTok. Yeah, actually, that are you was glad my, you actually went TikTok. Are you glad you went the the opposite way? Um. Oh, am I glad I went to NFTs? Absolutely. I mean, I, I did. I, <laughs> I, was just I say. did love. I mean, I and I do love. 
what social media is, which I believe we're moving into like this creator economy. I, I, I get that. And I love it. Um, but I, I do understand. I'm, I'm not, I'm glad to not be on that treadmill. That's for sure. Um, but you know, being around TikTok during that like super boom period was super fun. I mean, to have stuff go viral, you know, I, I helped grow my kids like YouTube channel and to have YouTube videos with, you know, 60 million views and stuff like that is like, it's super fun. Like, dude, it's super fun. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to be in it every day. Like to try and maintain that is, well, first of all, it's impossible. And second of all, it's, uh, it's emotionally draining. You know, it's re it's really hard emotionally to, to try and keep that up. You know what I'm saying? I like that you just said that because a lot of people don't talk about that. Oh, dude. I, they, I mean, don't, they don't talk about like how it like you go viral and mm. then you, you have like fast success, right? And then all of a sudden, if you don't keep running at that same speed, you basically, you know, you don't get to keep it. Like it's very, it's very much rented. You're renting success until somebody else comes up with a, you know, comes on is willing to pay more for totally, that success. Totally. And, and the reality is, is as far as I understand it now too, is that um, like the ideas of the, or the days of subscribers. Um, and I think YouTube still is like holding ground a little bit where, Hey, you know, I want subscribers, but the reality is and here on TikTok, what do we have followers, right? Um, the reality is, is that most of these algorithms that's going away, like the benefit of subscribers or the benefit of followers, it goes away when you get algorithmically generated, um, connections between people. So TikTok's the tip of the spear, like your follower count on TikTok, like literally doesn't even matter anymore. They look at each individual video as it's a unique piece of standalone content that either has value with viewers or does not. And so your follower count doesn't mean shit. They, the algo just looks at it and says it throws it out and maybe it throws it out to your followers first, but it throws it out and it sees the potential virality of it or not. And it either dies or it doesn't. And, and so, you know, the idea of building up followers, building up subscribers, and in some way thinking that those are mine or they're somehow connected with me, like that shit's over. And, uh, yeah, it's a new world moving into, which is like, it's fantastic because it, it, it almost puts everybody on a, a somewhat level playing field where if I can create viral content, I can be a superstar overnight. But at the same time, it, it takes away this ability to kind of build a following and fan base because these algorithms no longer support that. Right. I have a thousand followers on TikTok. My shit does not get distributed to those thousand people. Um, if the algorithm doesn't deem it worthy. And so it's, uh, it's tough as a creator. It's, it's, uh, you kind of have to try and own your, your followers in some way, you know, which gets back to this like old, you know, email, email and list. fucking SMS. And it's like, what am I, you email know, list. you know, and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's sad to say that that might be it, but you know, and maybe crypto in some way can solve this going forward. I don't know, but, um, yeah, that's where we are right now. It's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit scary from a creator perspective. What causes you to cringe when you hear someone do something on a podcast? Like, give me, give me an example of like the cringe moments where you're like, oh man, I hate it when people do this. And you already gave us one, which was, I don't want to hear the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, just agreeing with people. 
Like what else is a, a cringe kind of a thing that, that people should I mean, say? I mean, so, the worst is talking over people. And I, I talk over people still all the time. But talking over people when you clearly are not interested in the conversation, where you just have your viewpoint and you just want to throw it over the other person, uh, that's the worst. And, you know, no, you look, none of the best podcasters do that. Um, they're actually interested in the people they're talking to. And, uh, yeah, it, you just, you have to be interested in it. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, you can learn it. That's for sure. You can definitely learn it. Um, but that for me is the worst. Uh, and I'm not going to say the person's name, but he's a relatively famous person. Uh, certainly in crypto Twitter, he just started a new podcast and I, I no, it wasn't Gary. Um, uh, Gary's actually pretty good, but Gary, actually Gary, I, I, that would be a critique. I, he talks over people. I have he talks over over of Gary is that he actually yeah. does. He'll, he'll throw his stuff over the person rather than listening, you know, the person out, but he, that wasn't the one I was talking about. Um, but Gary usually does that from a, uh, with an attitude of, of interest, which I think is good, but, but no, it's, it's a, and I'll tell you offline, but you know, he, he's had a couple big guests and I'm like, damn, dude, this is like a world leader in crypto and you're talking over them, bro. What are you, and I was like, damn, man. Yeah. But he's new, like, right. He's, he's four podcasts in. So, you know, I I get, I give him time, but yeah, that, that was, it's, it's painful to listen to. Uh, It's painful. And, And then the, 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 frankly for that, it's like, bro, you are a fucking, first of all, you're a, you're a, well, now I'm giving the guy away, but it's not like you don't have money. Like you can't afford a $150 mic. Like, come on, bro. Like seriously, dude. Seriously, dude. Seriously, you're using your MacBooks mic, or I mean, it might have even been worse. He was using like his AirPods. It's like, dude, no oh fucking way, man. No way, dude. You're putting this out. You're obviously investing your time and energy, and probably have people working on it to help organize these guests and stuff. Dude, come on, man. Like a couple hundred, a couple. I know you're talking. I know few, you're talking a about a few now. hundred bucks. I mean, realistically, <laughs> you should be spending three grand on your sound setup. And, oh yeah, no doubt. And no, no, no. this should sound crisp and beautiful. And the reality is, is you should be doing what Tim Ferriss does, which is like he sends the microphone to the people, like in the mail, FedEx, next day. Like here's your microphone, right? That you can plug into your laptop, Super smart. right? Um, yeah. You know, so it doesn't sound tinny on either end. You know, but. Um, yeah, there's there's zero excuse. I mean, even even if you know somebody listening right now is like, I want to do a microphone setup, dude, hundred hundred bucks, you could have a a, a really nice mic setup um, that'll sound ten x better than your you know your laptop's mic. You know, um, so true. Yeah. So what? How do you feel about how do you feel about people who? And this is this is like totally a, a thing I've noticed, and I, I'm I have mixed feelings on this topic. So like I don't have one feeling or another. I'm still still kind of like mulling it over. But it's when people talk and ask you a question, and then they go, "Hey," and they start talking about themselves in the same way. And they they give you you know they ask you a question, and then they answer the same question and like carry on about themselves. <laughs> Do you think that's a, a positive? You think that's a negative? It's definitely a negative, and but it, I hear myself do that too. So you know, um, and it's. I think it's like relating to people, right? I try. Is. I so I've I've listened to myself for sure, and I'm like, why am I talking about this? Is a long time ago. Like I don't do it now, 
but why am I talking about myself? Like, I don't understand why I'm doing that. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, it's, it's tying it back together. And then I realize I'm like trying to basically relate to the other person. Like, oh, I did that too. And here's how, you know? Well, like, and let's be clear. We all find ourselves to be the most interesting person in the world, right? I mean, look, this is the way you, that's the way humans are, right? That's just the way we are. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just really all about ourselves. Um, but yeah, as, as a podcast, I mean, I always find it, I mean, it's just whatever my wife would say it's a gift, but I've always found it, um, maybe not so much in real life, but certainly on podcasts where people are just interesting, right? People have interesting lives. They do interesting stuff. So I've never found it hard to be able to talk to people about, you know, what they're into because right? interesting. Um, sorry. I'm like self rugging. My timer's going off. Um, yeah. No, you're good, dude. You're good. Yeah. No, the, the I agree with you, man. Like I, I feel like, uh, you know, the reason why you're interviewing someone is so they can tell their story, not you tell your story. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred so, percent. And I've, I've seen the most, the most important, like even when you know an answer to a question, you're, you're basically asking questions that maybe the audience doesn't know. Right. So it's like, even though it sounds like you're like asking stupid questions, you should already know. It's really, you're just priming the audience so that they know, which you are Bro, know. totally. And then, yeah, I think that's pot. Like, I think that's like the, that's the most powerful. Totally. Stuff. And, and it's, so. it's so funny. We do get, we get caught in our own bubbles. Um, I just had an experience today with this. So, you know, I don't know you're, how many people here know about ordinals or Bitcoin stamps or what's been happening kind of in that space. But I've been DMing with someone who's fully involved in the space as crypto companies, blah, blah, blah. And he's asking me about, you know, stamps and Bitcoin stamps. And he's talking about and he's asking me questions like, <clears throat> uh, you know, what are what do you mean by locked? What, what do you mean by the stamp needs to be locked? And was actually tweeting about this sort of stuff, too. And uh, people in privately were like, bro, how could he not know? What the fuck? Like this guy's been in crypto for five years and he doesn't know, you know, how counterparty works or how Bitcoin works. And I'm like, guys, he's on, you know, he's not into this. He's not into it. Right. He's an ETH guy, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, not, you, you assume people know, or you assume people are experts in kind of the space of say crypto, but that doesn't mean he knows everything. Right. And, you know, it doesn't mean he hasn't had the same experiences. And you know what this is, it's actually what he's signaling to us, right, in counterparty or Bitcoin or whatever, is that a whole swath of people don't know this. Right. This is actually a really smart question. And what we need to do is create content around this question to answer this question, because trust me, this dude's fucking smart. And if he doesn't know this answer, like thousands or millions of people don't know this answer, right? So we're looking at this wrong, guys. Don't be upset with him for not knowing, right? Use this as like, oh, shit, we're not, we're not telling this story enough. We're not telling people what these are, how this works, how to buy, how to sell, what dispensers are, you know, what wallets you – like there are a million questions here that you guys aren't looking at correctly because you think people should just know this intuitively and they don't. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah looking at it in, in a different way. Um, yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny. We do get in our own little silos and we expect people to kind of know everything we know and, and it does not work that way. 
No, I couldn't agree more. I, I hear the birds in your background, man. That it must be really nice to be in that <laughs> tropical paradise. Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. <laughs> how's that? Hey, real quick, how's your pig doing? Pig's great, man. I, I, yeah, she's <laughs> up there sleeping right now. She had her morning snack. She's back taking a nap. Got her all tucked in. <laughs> How long do pigs actually uh, live for? Longer, longer uh, than dogs? So apparently like 20 years. So yeah, quite a bit longer. Yeah. Do you guys intend on like having a pig <laughs> dude, at the end dude, of that no. all? Or Anybody curious? listening, do not get a pig as a pet. It's a terrible pet. I <laughs> uh, would never recommend a pig. We were we got hoodwinked. We got bamboozled into, into getting a pig. It was not intended. And... Uh, I'll leave it at that. Don't don't get a pig. I thought it was a dog, but it's, it's a- definitely not a dog. It, <laughs> it, it was wearing it's a like costume. A, uh, yeah, it's definitely not a dog. Definitely do not get a pig. Don't be, uh, you know, scam. I'll, I'll give you this one. Anybody listening, like, my, oh, I want to get a pot belly pig. They're so cute. Ninety-five percent of pig owners give their pig back within one year of getting a pig. So don't ever get a pig. It's like the worst. It's like getting a chimpanzee or something. It's like you think, oh, this is going to be a great pet. It's not. It'll rip your face off. You know, <laughs> you do not want to have a pig. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds like a delicious animal. Oh, oh it's no. so tasty. I mean, like eventually it's like it just it pays <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> you like feed it every day. You're like the pig's like living the dream. And all of a sudden one day it's on a, it's getting. Yeah, definitely up. not. Definitely don't get a pig. <laughs> and with that said do not get a pig and eat it either guys yeah don't, don't do that. that that's mean so okay so basically that's it i think it sounds like just be just be a good person be self-aware when it comes to like doing an interview make it about them not about you and then prime the audience so that you know you might you might you're supposed to know the answers to some of these things because of your research but don't forget people are listening so you know these things, but the audience might not. So don't forget, like, to ask questions that you already know. Yeah. Just make sure, just make sure the the guest might, you know, the guest might go, you know, get frustrated with you if they feel like you didn't do research. Kind of like prime them. Yeah. To tell them, hey, I'm going to ask questions that I already know, but I just want to let you know I'm doing it for the audience. Yeah, you you got to know a little bit about the person ahead of time. It is, um, I consider it rude if I don't know at least kind of base level stuff about the person. Um, I mean, you don't hear that that often, but um, I have been on podcasts where people sent me stuff like, Hey, and then they ask like, what do you do? You know, it's like, dude, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Or early brutal, on where bro. I was just accepting any kind of podcast, uh, you know, interview. Um, yeah. You, you know, it's like, dude, you, are you kidding me? You're not going to spend literally 30 seconds you know, learning who your guest is, it's, it's stupid. Um, yeah, I, I would say also, I mean, it is important, like, do think like if you're creating actually any content, but um, really promote your content. Uh, and whether even if you have, you know, five followers, right, you make a piece of content, promote it a couple times, don't just like put it out there once, put it out there a few times, like you put in the work of creating the content. Uh, which is a lot of work, like, you know, tweet it, retweet it, package it a little bit different, tweet it again, you know, like actually put it out there, man. Um, and I know it can be hard to, you know, kind of do that, but, but put the stuff out there, man. You know, if you, if you worked hard enough to, uh, you know, create a snippet of your podcast, 
like don't just do it once like tweet it retweet it again a week later you know or or package in a different way use different text tweet it again like you put in the work man give that thing the best chance possible to to reach some eyeballs like you know do that do that work and that was a lesson i learned it took me couple years where I didn't do that enough. Um, and now I, I, I recognize the ridiculousness of that. Like it should be, you create that piece of content, then you, you broadcast that multiple times. Um, for sure. Because, you know, you you just don't want to waste that effort. I sure, I do definitely need to take that advice more. I don't promote my podcast. I don't promote my videos. I don't promote anything right now. I literally just have my newsletter in my bio and, I literally used to have this like link in the bio where it had a couple buttons, you know, going here and there. And then I just like took it out because I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to start fresh here, see if I can throw something else up there. And yeah, man, I just don't promote it as much. I definitely Yeah, should. I mean, it, it's hard because the reality is it's more additional labor, right? It's additional work. There's no doubt. It's, it's difficult. Um, and you feel, oh, I've already put it out, right? But the thing is, like you put something out on Twitter – I mean, I don't even know, Lucas, how many followers you have. I don't know, 50,000. I don't even know how many you got. Yeah, right. just under, just uh, under 50,000. So, so 50,000, right? The odds are you're, you're, the algo is going to feed that to maybe, if you're lucky, 10% of your people. Maybe, you know, and probably right. less. That's, that's probably And that's probably less. <laughs> probably more like 5%, yeah, like, right? So you, the reality yeah, is sure. you, can, you can put that piece of content out fucking 10 times and it's still not going to reach your audience right so so true i kind of i kind of almost got a really go but um but um but putting it out there uh multiple times and not being afraid to put it out there multiple times uh just repackages slightly like a different text yet the same video you know different text you know and doing it multiple times is is a big deal, man. You should definitely do that. Yep, I don't disagree. I'm on it, man. There's no question. I got to be on it. So, respect to that. And dude, I know you got to bounce. So thanks for thanks for jumping on and ch- chatting real quick. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, brother. Always, man. I'll I'll uh, text you to see if I I can confirm like who you were talking about earlier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thanks, right, you guys. Yeah. Bye. Later, dude. Adam McBride is so such a good dude, man. Mad respect. Follow him if you if you have a chance. Follow him. If you don't know any better, follow him. If you're considering not following him, follow him anyway because he's fucking dope, and he does dope shit. All right, I'm following him. Jake's really quiet. Why all of a sudden you're like super quiet, Jake? It's so weird. You told me I was talking too much. You were for a while, but then you stopped talking. You can't. You can't do the extreme. It's not black and white, my man. You gotta you're, like. You're, you're not giving just, me like, slow, You weren't giving me Slow it down. He's gotta slow it down, bro. He just gotta slow her down, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. You, know, you, know what I'm yeah. you know what I'm talking about, bro? Hey, Mariana's up here. What's up, Mariana? Hey. Good afternoon. Doing well. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night. <laughs> yeah. That's a good That's talk. Up. I liked it. I liked it. Right? Adam's good people. Yeah. He's one of the first people I've, I knew in the space. And uh, he is just a super generous with his time kind of a person. Like, really, really good person. So. Yeah, no, I took some good notes. <laughs> oh, yeah? You took notes? All right. All right. Right? 
Good notes are good notes are good notes. So what's going on, Mentified? Do you want to do you want to give your? Did you already do your report? I don't think you talked about your report yet, bro. Nope, I did not. Sure, we can run through it. So it's, we t- I totally just like glazed over like your report. Today. No, Sorry it's all right. Man. It's a it's a little bit old, but a lot of this data is still relevant. Yeah, let's look into it. It's, it's, the uh, marketplace volumes. OpenSea is the only one that's up today. 11.7 million up 28.6%. Blur 33.9 million down 30%. X2Y2 720K down 20.8%. And Wilkshire 320K down 10.6%. Highest sale, nothing too out of the ordinary. 74.4 ETH for Board Ape 67.95. The NFT volume by blockchain, 18.5 million for Ethereum, just 1.2% up, really nothing too crazy. Solana, 2.1 million down 2%, and Matic, 1.24 million down 2.3%. Uh, by the way, this is filtering for wash trading, so that's why it is different from the marketplace volume. The trending collections by volume, Nakamido, Nakamigos, unsurprisingly, 3. Yeah. <laughs> 3.8k <laughs> ETH traded uh, 0.53 earlier I believe it came down to around 0.45 a little while ago other side number 2 2k ETH traded 1.8 ETH floor price and mutant apes 1.5k ETH traded 13.08 ETH floor price the trending for sales dudes <laughs> 7.8k sales wait wait there's a, there's a project called yeah dudes? it's literally D-U-D-E-S dudes 7 7.8k sales 0.023 last last I looked at it a little bit after I wrote this it was up to 0.03 or so uh Nakamigos here again 5.3k sales we don't need to uh continue to go over that and uh small Migos a clear derivative 2.7k sales 0.0078 ETH it looks like the Nakamigos derivatives may be uh running out of steam at the moment the <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> the biggest winners dudes up 125 percent. keep in mind it still is only right around you know 0.02 0.03 so not too difficult to make those gains similar here vibes uh vibers sorry 0.01 and 66 <laughs> percent up and uh this one i haven't seen for a few weeks but holds a decent floor price schizo posters 0.18 up 53 percent on the day Schizo posters yeah. okay. and uh, market news. Some, some pretty interesting stuff. Nicole Sandler, the head of digital policy at Barclays, says that policymakers allowed the market to quote do what it wanted to do because they thought it would essentially die. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny and makes sense as to why regulation has taken so long. Uh, you know why why they held out for so long and now all of a sudden it's kind of coming in hot. And uh, the S&P Global, an S&P Global job advertisement indicates that it is seeking a DeFi director to, quote, enable the successful build out and execution of a DeFi team strategy. That would be pretty interesting. If uh, that- Right. Are, are you, are you going to apply for no. that job? <laughs> no, no interest in that, personally. <laughs> uh, the, glo- the market stats, global crypto market cap, 1183.3 billion. Bitcoin dominance, 46.2%. Bitcoin open interest, 7.56 billion. And fear and greed, your favorite, at 62. Been really steady here. Fear and 
fuckery. With uh, Bitcoin 28,156. Ethereum, uh, my chart, oh, here it is, 1870, uh, give or take, up 3.6%. It actually made, Ethereum actually made a slightly new high today. Um, I got to look at the Bitcoin dominance chart. I imagine it's taken a slight hit because Bitcoin is still within the same consolidation while Ethereum made a new high. So Ethereum probably has some liquidity coming into it from Bitcoin. And the uh, and traditional S&P earlier, 41.67, mostly flat, 0.34% up. Um, I could check and see if it's uh, made any gains since then. But relatively, uh, you know, maintaining their everything's consolidations for the most part. Really, the markets are pretty aligned right now, which uh, despite what some people would like, um, assets in this market in the greater markets really remain correlated between, you know, crypto and traditional. Interesting. No, a lot of people want to, you know, Bitcoin to be that hedge against traditional or crypto in general, but we're really just not seeing it right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, is it, I think it, is that it, it? I'm sorry. Is that the whole, update? yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Uh, that that's it. Okay, gotcha. I was gonna say, I'm like, are you still going? No, like, which no, one is it? I think Bitcoin will right. get its chance to act as a, a hedge. Um, I think it might be a little bit too early right now. Like, it's it's only just starting to make its way, you know, into the eyes of traditional investors. Um, once people, you know, probably a few years down the line, once people really get more familiar with it, they may start seeing it differently. But that's kind of hard to speculate on. We only really know that that's why it was created <laughs> to act like that. Doesn't mean it will act like that. True story. We don't know. We just don't know. But we can view it. That's a good. We, we can view it over a period of time. I mean, you can you can run a, a correlation coefficient on Bitcoin and traditional and really see over the long term how correlated they are. And you know, like as I was saying before, they are very correlated right now. But we will be able to you know monitor. Um, a potential flip of correlation to becoming, you know, inversely correlated or just, you know, not correlated at all. So we'll see what happens over, you know, a long period of time. <laughs> I love it when you like say, oh, you know, you know, coefficient this and that, you know, most people don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I probably, we should probably educate, we should probably educate people moving forward on like, hey, maybe we should say this or say that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I people want. I'm sure people want to learn that, right? Who doesn't want to learn that stuff? <laughs> I mean, if people are interested, no. I'd be happy to you know go into it. But uh, I don't want to. Be we should have a we should have a space dedicated to that, like learning, basically learning how you. I mean, if you don't mind, of course, but learning how to like do that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, I'd be down. Is it interesting enough, though, is the question? It's interesting for people think? that like those kinds of things. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, it's just like a nerd. Are you trying to say it's like for nerd people? I mean. He's not saying that. You know. Sounded like you said. It was no, like not necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I definitely would say that, you, you know, those kinds of people may be more interested in it. But you could, you would, I, I mean, I know people that, you know, are interested in technical analysis that I would not consider, you know, a nerd. TA, baby, TA. is definitely people that would love to learn it but have no idea how it works. Right, even just like basic stuff, right? We can pin up like 
a couple of tr- like very simplified definitions of things, right? And make a make it all nice and pretty. And Mintify behind your behind the Mintify account can, you know what I mean? Like build this little thing and become a you know the educational platform of like teaching people how to do TA. And you know, there's a lot of people DMing me right now, going, "Doesn't that mean something else?" I'm like, "Dude, chill." Does TA mean something yeah. else? What teacher's assistant? It does. It, <laughs> it does. No, it means it means something okay, else. Okay, I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> Technical audit. No, it means, it, means, it means something else too. Uh, Jake, Jake the Snake. Shh. I wasn't gonna say it. You want to do though? I would have said it if I knew. I don't, I don't actually know where you're at. Google what it. You mean? And then, can I say it? Google it. I'm going to say it if I Google it. Yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it, Jake. Mariana's way too quiet. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> What's Mariana doing right now? I'm not interrupting. <laughs> are you using Are you using Microsoft Excel currently? I am. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! I am recording some journal entries as we speak. Boom! Yeah. So, Excel is my love language. Gotta love them if then statements, huh? Right? You gotta if people <laughs> someone can use that as a tweet. Excel is my love language. You're you're welcome. That's a great tweet. <laughs> you might get a lot of love for that one. <laughs> or criticism that I'm a nerd. <laughs> no, Excel is for like really smart, awesome people. <laughs> it's not like TA. How are you doing that with the heart down there, dude? So, do you see that heart flicking? The the purple heart, you see that? Yeah, they got it glitched out where it's it's the mint stage. The, dude, the mint, the mint stage. I don't even know how you do it that fast. That was crazy. Look at this. Go ahead, go ahead, do it again. Mint, go ahead, mint stage. <laughs> mint stage. Come on, man. Make that heart go crazy again. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to play that guy in any video games. That's for sure. Well, that's not even that fast. Oh God, he's crying fast. Dude, it's way fast. What do you mean it's not that fast? The hearts were going like like 20 a second. He's holding two hands on his phone to do that crap. You can't even, it doesn't even, the app doesn't even work that fast. You must have an I, email. That's, it so that's what I'm an, saying. I've gotten it could be an Android. It's Maybe it's a, an Android. I've gotten it on Apple. Where it just, the heart flicks like that? No, no, no. Like, you know when you press the little heart and the emotes come up in front of you? I've had it glitch out where when you press it, it stays open, and then I can spam the crap out of it. Oh, okay. Maybe there's a way to do that. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, every button for him is doing that. Oh, my God. Even Red's doing it. He's pretty fast, too. Okay. What the heck? But he's, but he's using the two-hand method. I can see he's not fast enough. <laughs> fast, but not fast enough. He's not the mint stage. The mint stage is like lightning. You could tell he's using the two-hand <laughs> Yeah, two-handed procedure, but you know the the mint stage has something going on. I don't even know. He's got like a like a heart bot or something, you know, an emoji bot going on, just like flicking. Oh, uh, did you just leave? We scare him. Nobody's nobody's. I still see everybody. Oh, I just saw a shuffle, and I don't see a PFP on him anymore. 
every day. You're shuffling. Not every day. When are you coming to LA, man? You were, I, I thought for sure you'd already be here by now. We were like, you'd be buying me lunch and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just, maybe I'm never going there. Oh, really? Is something, did something come up? Um, it kind of. I had a feeling it would. <laughs> kind of, I kind of like, I kind of called that one. No, it's not what you think. It's totally what I think. It's not. It's not what you think. It's exactly what I think. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I would tell it's, you if it was. It's probably what I think. Okay, you're committed to that. I'd rather not be committed to it. I'm just. Not, I'm just committed to it because I don't have another answer yet. So <laughs> I haven't gotten a DM yet from you saying no. It's this, bro. What, um, love, life's sweetest reward. <laughs> Let it flow, it flows back to you. She got so she got surgery and then fell mm-hmm. and messed it up even worse. Sounds interesting. Oh, you're about to come. Oh, sorry, broke my leg. Oh, you're about to hang out. Ooh. Bump my head. No, no, no. <laughs> like, what <laughs> was that kind of an incident? <laughs> oh, here. <you're... laughs> right? Right? Lucas, this isn't appropriate. I like it. All right, I'm, a, I'm closing the space, man. I'm shutting down the studio. This is a good chat. This is a really good chat. I like the I like calling in my my homeboys. Um, I'm gonna leave it. What should we call the space before I close it? Because I'm gonna rename the space real quick. Just to confirm, no one got hacked, right? <laughs> no, but it got you in here. Boom! Like no one got hacked. It got you in here. I knew it. I mean, I always come in, anyways. <laughs> I know, but I think it really, it definitely helped because the audience get, like started to grow. As soon as I changed it to that, I was like, oh, I'm waiting for guy act. They want to hear the drama. And I'm like, what a surprise. I find this space refreshing to find out. Like, I'm not the only one subjected to Jake's excuses. So I appreciate just this last. My excuses? Yeah, it's bullshit excuses. Ugh. What, what excuse did I use? This bullshit excuses. I'll be right back. Two days later. (laughs) When did I... I didn't even do that. I don't think she's talking about you. I don't think she's talking about you, Jake. By the way, Jake, I got a question for you. That that new PFP, I'm assuming is AI generated, but like... Yeah. What did you? What did you AI? How did you AI generate it? Were you like, "Hey, make me look like Elon Musk," or like, what did you say to the AI? I didn't say anything. It, it, the app has you take several photos of yourself, which mm-hmm. I already don't like doing. But I have enough photos of my face to put into this generator, and it spits out a bunch of different AI. How much, how much did you? How much did you pay? Nothing. What's the app called? Um, 
I don't know. I don't. I literally used it for like maybe a total of ten minutes. I've been Dawn is AI. Is it a web? Is it a website? No, it's or on the phone. A, oh, it's on the phone. Okay. Dawn AI. And it's completely one hundred percent free. Um. Well, I generated. Each pack is stored for thirty days. We receive avatars. Um. There's definitely like a purchase thing. I don't know how many times you can like. There's a bunch of different types of generations you can make for your what they call an avatar it's different styles i'm pretty sure it limits what you can do how many you can get but it's free yeah like i, I got like i have 48 ai generated images for free sent me the app all right I've given up on all um, AI for creating like new images from your face. Unfortunately, if you're all- It sucks. It actually sucks at doing yeah, it. Yeah, if you're already Asian, it turns you to just any generic Asian. <laughs> it doesn't look like you. I did it last night. I was messing around with one. It cost money. So I was like, yeah, let's see what happens, right? Send it like nine bucks. And I used the free one before too. So I like use the free one and then I use that one. And the free one was like a thousand times better than the $9 one. All it did was like try to manipulate my face onto other people's bodies. And it did a, like such a horrible job. I was like, oh my God, like what is all this crap? It was such a bad user experience. Well, it makes sense well. because a free one has law of averages applied to it. All AI generatives are repository developments from chatbots. So you have more uh, more data associated than just something that's more token-gated. Right? Right? I'm surprised. I, I haven't even used many AI image generators but I was surprised at the results of this one because it actually looked like me for the most of them some of them are giving me blue eyes somehow I have no idea how it's putting blue eyes on but uh but yeah the majority of them were pretty good and I hate taking selfies dude I will not I can't like I can't take a picture of myself and post for, it. for someone who hates selfies you sure have a lot of selfies no, I literally have like four of like months in between each of them being taken. Maybe, maybe even years, at least. Downloading, downloading Don AI in progress. In progress. Well, that's the magic of the internet. You can have ten. I mean, it's just like everyone's a celebrity. You see a celebrity ten years down the road, but they haven't aged. You're like, oh, look at that. They're the same. But in reality, it's. I mean, what you're seeing on the screen is associating a year to two years difference, but real lifetime is much more of a gap. So, six said it still look like a Jehovah's Witness exactly. in this profile yeah. picture. <laughs> There's no winning. I, was, uh, I always look like a joke. I was witness. thinking more of a 16-year-old Amish boy that just you know, went to general. This is Amish? This one? I don't even know what an Amish person would look like, actually, so I don't know. What's this? I see a post here of um, Kit, your, uh, <laughs> your Sasquatch things. <laughs> Your uh, your Sasquatch post from 14 hours ago. 
I pinned it up for everybody's viewing <laughs> pleasure. It's pretty funny. I'm going to close the space and like literally I have exactly five minutes. 11.40 p.m. or a.m. PST, I'm closing it. So we have five minutes to all laugh at Kit, Kit's of. I'm done laughing though. Do we have to? And by the way, he's not Sasquatch, not Bigfoot. He prefers to be called Daryl. Oh, all right, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got gotcha. you. That's why no one's ever able to find him. Kit loves, Kit loves her chickens. She's a big chicken fan. That, that's yep. why I, you, no idea. you guys were talking about raising a pot belly pig. I'm like, well, first of all. You're right, you're right in the right house, right? You're, this is where it is. Like, we talk about that all the time. Boom. That's nothing new. I'm looking at your AI. I see some AI generators here. How plastic does this headshot look to me? Looking at your PFP. You're picking up eggs. Your dog's right there about to eat the egg. Wait, wait. No, that photo was not an AI generation. I told you, if I do anything AI, it just makes my photos look a gen like a generic Asian. That was actually a photo that I had to take for work for a headshot. And they like took my beauty mark off my face and it's like, this doesn't look like me. How do you feel about beauty marks? For real. I have one too, just so you know. So it's like we're fellow beauty mark holders here. Um, I wouldn't really call them beautiful. Like, aren't they just like, shouldn't we just get them removed because they could become cancerous at some point? I have had one removed, but the one that's on my chin, is I was born with it. So it's something that just looks funny if it's not there. You think? Or do you think it would be like, sweet? Do you ever see that Austin Powers movie? All of them, yes. Do you remember when he like he throws him a coin and he's like, "Get that thing not off your face!" Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> holy moly, 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 guacamole! It's like I feel the same way. I have one uh, on the, my right cheek and um, like of my face. Don't get any ideas, Jake. So uh, I've always been thinking about getting it removed. People are like, "No, leave it. It gives you personality." I'm like, "Not really. I just don't like it." So I'm probably gonna get hacked off one of these days. Personality. That's what they used. Right? That's what they, they told you. That's what they sold me on. Hey man, it gives you like this great personality. And what People, does that say about your personality? Probably. Probably nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jake. Hey, that's your friends, not mine. So how did uh, like speaking conference talks? I did not even notice a mole on your face. I don't know what you just said. What'd you say? Say it one more time. She didn't notice a mole on your face. For what? I'm confused. I'm thoroughly confused now. I missed part of that. Oh, I when you have your conferences, your talks, you know, mm -hmm. at your face when you're talking, I've never noticed a mole. I know it's it's not like it's a huge mole or anything. It's not like some black mark on my face. It's like this light. I, I guess over the years too, it's kind of like lightened up a little bit, but it's literally right on the my right cheekbone. This little gorgeous beauty mark because everybody loves beauty marks. They don't love beauty oh, marks. Oh, you'll be now. They call them beauty marks for a reason. Yeah, well, they're basically to make people make me. Yeah, I was gonna say it's to make people feel better about having this brown thing on your face. <laughs> you yeah. can't ever wash it off. It's not dirt. I just saw you like two weeks ago. Just I don't, I don't remember seeing anything either. 
Right? I mean, see? It's part of your personality, man. See? It's part of my personality. That's why you just don't recognize it, because it's like personality. You were man. basically sitting on the left side of me, though, like the entire time, Mariana, remember? And I was on the... You, if you sat on the right side of me, you might have reckoned, you might have seen it. But okay. it's not like this big black mark on my face. It's like a light. It's very light now. It used to be darker. But as you, you know, once I turned 78... Like it, it got a little lighter, and then once my 82nd birthday came around, it was like, oh, sweet, doesn't even show up anymore. Over 20 years ago, 55 years ago. Oh my god, you're so old. 55 years ago, when I was a precocious young 30 year old, um, I'm just joking. Good times, Mariana likes, drink, <laughs> likes drinking shots, just in the <laughs> Don't expose me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> Bre Brett and I had fun until someone left us. <laughs> Brett. Brett had fun. Brett disappeared for a while. He's not actually. No, not, not, I don't think Brett's on here. I don't think Brett's on here right now. He's on, uh, he's on like a conference call, I think. I was going to say, Brett did not disappear. It was you that disappeared. <laughs> Yep, I did. Like that, I do the Irish goodbye. All right, I'm closing the space down. You guys ready? One, yep. two, three. Bye.